Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast. Book 15, Chapter 10, still coming at you from Barwon Heads. Google Barwon Heads. Click on images and see what a beautiful piece of the world I'm currently podcasting from. Um, what are we talking about? Um, chapter 10. Do you think Kutuzov deserves the high military honour he received at the end of the chapter? I think he does. I think... Um, he he just let his enemies make their own mistakes. He got out of the way. And, you know, could he have done it better? Sure, anyone could have done anything better. But I think he did it really well. I think he did a really safe strategy. And that's a good thing. Twisted every way, he says, I don't know if he deserves it. I assume so. A note in Maud said it was a very high honour and rarely given. In the end, the French retreated, so I assume the commander-in-chief can at least claim some credit Although Tolstoy likes to remind us, not really all the credit, as there are too many factors that go into it. Yeah, well, the commander-in-chief... Oh, that's Kutuzov. Sorry, the emperor still gave him a little jab about saying it, you know, how long it took. But, at the end of the day, respected him enough to give him one of, one of or maybe the highest, honour. Kustigil says the military honour doesn't coincide with how he was leading at that point in the war, but looking over the length of his career, I think he deserves it. This may be the Tsar's way of suggesting to Kutuzov that he retire, and I think Kutuzov is thinking it too, what with how quickly he jumps into non-war circles upon reaching Vilna. Congrats on getting your tablet. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, Kustigil's. Um, I know the feeling. I bought myself an iPad Pro in January. Before that, I had a big binder and a bunch of books of music I had to lug around. Now I play and sing off the iPad, and that's the only thing I have to bring to campus. I love it, and I hope to never go back to paper. I've also been reading an e-book of War and Peace while listening to the podcast over breakfast. No more holding the book open with one hand while I eat with the other. Perfect setup. It is cool. I got a um, Lenovo something pad pro it's like i don't know it's a specced up one you know it's got the word pro on it i don't think it's quite as beefy as the ipad pro because that thing's a beast but this for android standards um it's a good one and i also got the you know the the the, the case with the keyboard and the mouse trackpad where you can kind of fold it down like a laptop so i feel very technologically advanced right now um, still all I do on it is <laughs> like, you know, read Reddit. So maybe it's overkill. Warren Kovofi says, I feel like the results speak for themselves and Kutuzov, much to the chagrin of his rivals, was correct in his strategies. And FDLP1 says, throughout the novel, it's been stressed that the awards were giving, were being handed out almost like participation ribbons. Kutuzov's rank and years of service alone probably earned him the order. In the eyes of his peers, that being said, in my own eyes, he absolutely deserves the award as the sole consistent voice of patience and wish to minimalize the loss of life. So for me, it's a case of right results, the order, but most likely awarded for the wrong reason. Yeah, I can see your point too. They just wanted like, you know, the most trophies, as in the most captures, the most slain enemies, you know, really handed to them. Uh, Kutuzov just saw all that as unnecessary risk and his highest priority was to save the lives of his men and his countrymen so I think that's 
patient. I think that's smart. I don't know, maybe it's not quite as exciting as it could be, but it's the right moves. I like, um, just go back to Twisted Every Way's comment saying, Tolstoy likes to remind us not really all the credit is due as there are too many factors that go into it. But I think what what Kutuzov did well is let those factors play out and kind of just sort of rise above all that chaos, all those factors, and being kind of aware that he, you know, what's going to happen or the, 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 you know, the few different outcomes, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. He doesn't have that much control other than going out and making a big mistake. And he kind of just keeps an eye on all those factors that are out of control and and shepherds them into the outcome he wants without really being too hands-on. Like he just willed his way to success, slowly but surely. And I think that's a, that's a skill, you know, that's an art, you could say. Chapter 11 of the book goes like this. Next day, the field marshal gave a dinner and ball, which the emperor honoured by his presence. Kutuzov had received the order of St. George of the first class, and the emperor showed him the highest honours, but everyone knew of the imperial dissatisfaction with him. The proprietor proprieties were observed and the emperor was the first to set that example but everybody understood that the old man was blameworthy and good for nothing when Kutuzov conforming to a custom of Catherine's day ordered the standards that had been captured to be lowered at the emperor's feet on his entering of the ballroom the emperor made a wry face and muttered something in which some people caught the words the old comedian the Emperor's displeasure with Kutuzov was specially increased at Vilna by the fact that Kutuzov evidently could not or would not understand the importance of the coming campaign. When on the following morning the Emperor said to the officers assembled about him, You have not only saved Russia, you have saved Europe, they all understood that the war was not ended. Kutuzov alone would not see this, and openly expressed his opinion that no fresh war could improve the position or add to the glory of Russia but could only spoil and lower the glorious position that Russia had gained, he tried to prove to the emperor the impossibility of levying fresh troops, spoke of the hardships already endured by the people, of the possibility of failure, and so forth. This being the field marshal's frame of mind, he was naturally regarded as merely a hindrance and obstacle to the impending war. To avoid unpleasant encounters with the old man, the natural method was to do what had been done with him at Austerlitz and with Barclay at the beginning of the Russian campaign to transfer the authority to the emperor himself, thus cutting the ground from under the commander-in-chief's feet without upsetting the old man by informing him of the change. With this object, his staff was gradually reconstructed and its real strength removed and transferred to the emperor. Tol, Konovsnitsyn and Ermolov received fresh appointments. Everyone spoke loudly of the field marshal's great weakness and failing health. His health had been had to be bad for the, his place to be taken away and given to another, and in fact his health was poor. So naturally, simply and gradually, just as he had come from Turkey to the treasury in Petersburg to recruit the militia, and then to the army when he was needed there, 
Now, when his part was played out, Kutuzov's place was taken by a new and necessary performer. The War of 1812, besides its national significance, dear to every Russian heart, was now to assume another, a European significance. The movement of peoples from west to east was to be succeeded by a movement of peoples from east to west, and for his for this fresh war, another leader was necessary, having qualities and views differing from Kutuzov's and animated by different motives. Alexander I was as necessary for the movement of the peoples from east to west and for the refixing of national frontiers as Kutuzov had been for the salvation and glory of Russia. Kutuzov did not understand what Europe, the balance of power, or Napoleon meant. He could not understand it for... The representative of the Russian people, after the enemy had been destroyed and Russia had been liberated and raised to the summit of glory, there was nothing left to do as a Russian. Nothing remained for the representative of the national war but to die, and Kutuzov died. Whoa. (laughs) That's the end of the chapter. Nothing remained for the representative of the national war but to die, and Kutuzov died. Full stop. End of chapter. Nothing like a... We haven't seen one of them for a while. The old Tolstoy last word of the chapter gut punch. He saves it for the last word of the chapter and then pow. Full stop. (laughs) Classic Tolstoy move. All right, guys. Thanks.